Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week I'm going to be talking about how to use self-hypnosis, but particularly visualisation, to improve your performance. Now, visualisation is a really well-documented and utilised technique. It's used quite a lot by sports people to improve performance and mindset. If you've heard of the swimmer Michael Phelps, you'll know that he regularly talks about visualising the races that he's going to do and visualising himself winning at the end. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit today about how you can actually do this for yourself how it can improve performance, and then also how that's relevant if you're struggling with mental health issues, in particular anxiety as well. So the first question really is, how do you go about doing it? Um, And what is it? What is visualisation? And quite simply, uh, it's you imagining it, but it's more detailed than just imagining something. It's about building up a really detailed picture that has more than just images, it can have smells, it can have tastes, it can have uh, tactile things, things that you can feel, it can have feelings, so emotions, it can have a huge range of different things. So it's kind of like imagining, but in much more detail. Um, And the trick with visualization is to really make it as clear as you possibly can in your mind. That's when we know it's the most effective is when you're able to build up a really detailed picture. Now, when I'm teaching clients to do this, uh, we start off with something simple and small. And it is quite important that you have a go at some of the easier exercises before you jump into trying to visualise something that's really, really important to you. So we start out by imagining a lemon in your mind. Now, just spend a few minutes now whilst you're listening to me or at some point on your own imagining what that lemon would look like and have a think about making it as detailed as you possibly can so when we're talking about this we're talking about maybe being able to notice the little pits in the skin maybe noticing the dried stalk at the end maybe noticing the colour of it maybe any brown marks or any areas that aren't as perfect as other bits. Really build up a picture of that lemon in your mind in as much detail as possible. Imagine the smell of it. Not necessarily the smell when you cut it open, but the smell that you get from the outside, from the skin. Imagine how the skin might feel if you were holding it in your hand. Really build up this really detailed visualization of something that you already know. So you can go a bit further. Once we visualise something, we can start manipulating the image. Um, and that's that's quite important when it comes to using visualisation to help you uh, improve something or overcome something. So next thing to do is to imagine cutting that lemon in half. And imagine the smell that then comes out of that lemon. Maybe you are able to see Uh, the fine spray of the juice as you're cutting it. Maybe you can just smell it more strongly. Maybe even imagine what it would be like to lick it, what it would taste like. Now the next question I want to ask you is, is your mouth watering yet? 
because my cellie is just talking about this. And that's how strong a visualisation can be. Visualising things can bring about physical changes in our body. So when we're talking about a lemon, it can make us make our mouth water because we associate it with that freshness and that kind of zingy taste that most of us like, maybe not everybody. So that's a really basic idea of how to do visualisation, how detailed it needs to be, how important it is to spend a bit of time making it so detailed, and then also the effects that it can have on you. So the same principle applies really. If you have something coming up um, that you're particularly worried about, or particularly nervous of, or just something that's important to you that you would like to do well in, then you can use the same techniques, basically. So personally, I use this technique a lot. Um, I often compete on my horse, I do dressage with him, and it's a really useful tool for learning a dressage test. But also if I'm giving a talk to a large group of people, or even to a business, it's a really good way of practicing your talk in your mind and manipulating the visualization so that you're effectively practicing it before you have to go do it. So you do exactly the same thing. Find somewhere comfortable where you can sit and close your eyes and start imagining the situation. Now what can sometimes happen is when we have anxiety about these situations, we have fears about them. So we have fears such as looking stupid or getting something wrong. And what we do when we think about those things is we accidentally often visualise them happening. So we actually are having a negative visualisation of an event, which means that we're basically practising it. So if I'm about to go into a dressage arena and I'm thinking, well, what if I forget my test and I'm imagining myself forgetting my test? then I'm basically practicing doing that before I go in. So this is where it's really, really important that if you're going to use visualization, you make sure that you can manipulate it in your mind. So whatever the event is that you've got coming up, you make sure that you build up as much detail as you can, and then you imagine it going in the best possible way that it could. So when I'm going to do a dressage test, I'm imagining the whole test flowing beautifully. I'm imagining the horse nice and relaxed. I'm imagining myself nice and relaxed. I'm imagining all of the movements happening in this nice, rhythmic, lovely way. And what it basically means is that I'm practicing it. So when it comes to doing it for real, I'm more likely to be able to achieve that because I've done it before in my mind. And it's the same with public speaking. If you, particularly if you know what you're talking about very well, if you practice it in your mind, you can practice your body language, you can practice your posture, you can practice the way that you express things, the way that you uh, put yourself across, and you can really start to build in some really, really useful skills learning there. And by practicing it in the best way possible, not only are you opening up your mind to this idea that you might actually be successful and be good at this thing, you're also getting more used to this idea of doing things in a really good way. Because of course when we have anxiety and we're constantly thinking about the worst thing that could happen, we are essentially practicing and teaching ourselves to be that person. So if you're imagining a situation like public speaking, going completely wrong, fluffing up all your words, looking really stupid in front of everyone, getting far too hot and sweaty, 
then that's more likely to happen. So by taking this visualization and making it the positive version of that situation, you're practicing it, you're allowing yourself to believe that you can do it, and you're giving yourself the best opportunity at doing the best you can in that situation. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that by visualizing it's going to go perfectly, but really here what we're doing is giving you the best possible chance of it going as well as it can. If it's your first ever talk in front of people, of course, there's likely to be things that may you may want to change the next time around. But by imagining yourself doing it in the best possible way, I guarantee you'll be much more likely to do it better than you would have done without. Now, obviously, visualization is quite a lot easier if you know the situation that you're going to be in. So I have done talks before um, where I've never even been to the um, the place that I'm going to be doing the talk, particularly with businesses. You basically rock up, um, you hope that the reception staff know where you're meant to be, and then you get put in a meeting room and you hope that you can work out all the tech. That's usually my experience anyway. Um, so when you're practicing in your head, you might not be able to have a clear picture of the room. So it's really important that when you're visualising, you control as much of the visualisation as you can. And it might be that you have to imagine yourself in a few different situations. So I sometimes imagine myself in different types of boardrooms or different types of meeting rooms or different types of breakout areas. Sometimes I've done workshops in breakout areas. And again, it's just a case of giving yourself the best possible chance of success. So again, with the competing, there are times when I go to a venue that I've never been to before. So obviously with the venues that I know and I've competed at several times, it's quite easy to do this. But with the new ones, you have to sort of imagine yourself on different types of surfaces, indoors, outdoors, maybe on grass just making sure that you cover all the different aspects of what you will need to feel prepared, confident and capable going into whatever situation it is that you want to be using visualization to improve. Now, of course, when it comes to things like anxiety, um, obviously this technique is helpful if you're going to be doing uh, a talk or something like that, but you can also use it on a smaller scale as well. So if you yourself have situations that cause you anxiety, you can imagine yourself being in those situations. But instead of all of the anxious thoughts that normally swamp you, you can imagine yourself in that situation being the most calm, confident person that you could ever imagine being. And it really doesn't matter whether you personally think that it's realistic or not. Because if we have anxiety, we will often assume that we're not capable of things that we are actually capable of. The important thing is to imagine it in the best possible way, because it gives you the best possible chance of being able to cope with it in the future. So this can, this can range massively depending on what somebody is struggling with anxiety about. So if you're someone that struggles with social anxiety, for example, then it would help you to imagine yourself in social situations, being calm, being relaxed, maybe even being quite chatty, maybe even making a few jokes, maybe even just being someone that's engaging to talk to. It might not seem that realistic straight away, but if you start to stretch the boundaries of what you think you're capable of, 
then you will find that over time you're definitely able to achieve much, much more. So that's a quick introduction into visualisation. If this is something you want to learn more about, I have a new course which is on my website, which is my self-hypnosis course. And one of the exercises that we take you through and teach you how to do is this visualisation, um, as well as other things like learning how to relax, um, progressive muscle relaxation, loads of really useful techniques for calming anxiety, as well as being able to overcome issues like being scared of certain situations. So if you think this might benefit you, then go, do go have a look at it um, on my website, which is www.anxietytoconfidence.com. And just have a look at all of the different things that it covers, because there's so much that you can learn how to do with self-hypnosis, with visualisation and with other techniques as well, that can give you so much control in these situations. So I hope that helps. Please let me know how you get on with your visualisation and I look forward to chatting to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.